You know that one of the slogans that we thought about was uh, no more excuses. And there's a good reason for it. No more excuses like, yeah, I'm not putting this on chain because this and that. Yeah, I'm going for another side chain because of this and that. No more excuses. Start building on the mainnet. This is the last episode in our three-part series with Liquid EOS talking about the DAP network. Everything EOS is made possible by Cypherglass. Please vote for Cypherglass using your favorite wallet or block explorer. We didn't even imagine yet what are the possibilities of endless RAM because until now, okay, until VRAM was introduced to the world, all the DAP developers were sure that RAM is expensive and they envisioned their DAPs in a certain way in which RAM is a scarce resource. Mm -hmm. We cannot use a lot of it. So we see a lot of gambling apps because gambling do not, do not require any memory, okay? Not a lot, anyway. Uh, well, yeah. So as a, I'm not, I'm not. This is an old new topic. I'm just as a contract of, I do all kinds of things. Like you know, it, you do a lot of things implicitly. Like if I, if I can get away from storing it and just you know kind of act like it exists even though it's not stored, then I do. Um, and you also you delete things liberally. You know, yeah. So I get what you're saying. We, we've all grown to think that like RAM should not be used if at all possible. Exactly. And we're trying to say, guys, ladies, uh, uh, there is no reason to keep thinking that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, if we're talking about games as well, uh, we have a lot of conversations with, with uh, uh, game developers saying, we do not need the game logic on chain, so we don't need any, any RAM. Like, the only thing that needs to be stored on chain is the items it, the, themselves, for example. But, but what's but interesting is, if there's not a cost limitation, why not, is the thing. So right. all of these reasons for them doing it, it's what is the reason behind that? And the reason is economic. Like, why not? If, if it's cheap and available, exactly. why are you, you pigeonholing yourself to only put the most important stuff there, if, if you could put everything there? More than that, yeah. if you don't put the game logic on top of the chain, you can cheat, mm -hmm. essentially. Like, how do you know right now if an item is only, it is rare? It's because the game creator tells you that it's rare, but if the game logic is on chain, you can make sure that it is the only sword you're going to have ever created by the game, right? Mm -hmm. So or it's who, like, who gets the item in the first place? Uh, right, yeah. For example, no, I, yeah, not yeah. even not even its rarity. Who, who gets it? Uh, You're right. And and trust is is uh, and trust is is something that that's again it's interesting not just um, to prevent your customer from from or your player from cheating. You also now you can think in terms of um, not trusting your partners not to cheat. Your games you're mm -hmm. connecting with. Because once you're relying on them, they get the opportunity to cheat. Um, if you're having a shared logic or shared uh, anything, shared economies. Um, so so it's so so the these kind of opportunities where where there's a network of col collaborating between different pieces in in the ecosystem and doing it rapidly 
without building the relationship itself, I think that's, uh, that's, that's the next, next big thing in my opinion. Now, IPFS has a kind of a relationship, not relationship, a uh, reputation for being not the quickest, you know, for not, not being the quickest thing out there. Uh, what kind of latency are you guys seeing with VRAM and th that is related? And how will the system, how will the network deal with how slow IPFS can be at times? Or is that just something that the DSPs have to figure out? Oh, no, definitely not. We, we took that into consideration. That's why we, we decided not to use IPFS's um, uh, public aspects. Uh, wow. We're only using IPFS. Everything that the DSP is supposed to fetch is already local. It's, uh, you can think of it as, as just as a storage layer that sits locally. Um, with the added benefit of being able to access it from client side through the IPFS cloud. But that's like a, a bonus. It's, it's, it's not how it's being used in the, in the, in the data path. You, 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 uh, you, you should never rely on the IPFS cloud itself for a thing that's uh, so rapid as, as a warm-up request. Right. Um, and, and in terms of the latency, um, the latency itself comes from uh, simulating the action and trying to understand what's needed to be. Basically, it's trying to simulate a cache hit or a miss decision. Right. Um, so potentially that can happen. There's no limit on, on there's no practical limit uh, on how much uh, it can be optimized. There's, there, it's thinking that there's uh, so much potentials in, in cutting down and making this uh, process more optimized. And and um, one misconception that's always uh, brought up is the fact that it's um, in quant of blocks the the latency. So technically, it can happen in the same block, and oh. once. Right. And once, of course. Makes sense. Yeah. Because it's all uh, I mean, second I, latency, right? Is that kind of exactly? What I, I just, I, you know, it, that makes perfect sense. But I don't know why I just assumed that. You know, like oh, when it, it's one actually, block comes in, and then the one next of those block. things where Tal can solve it in a minute. <laughs> taking you, you've been stewing over this for weeks. No, it's actually very reasonable. Some people even thought that uh, that you'd probably need to wait for finality. Otherwise. Why, how do you know if the warm-up succeeded or not? And, and the beauty about it is, is that it's not uh, like uh, a false warm-up for the cache is harmless and a cache miss is also harmless. So there's no need to wait for uh, confirmation that the warm-up actually happened. So they're, they're both can happen as, as fast as possible and potentially once it's optimized enough to happen in the same block, there shouldn't be any difference in the user experience because it's already waiting for the block confirmation. Sure. So if I just want to throw out there, if any uh, if anyone watching uh, doesn't understand what's going on with warmups and and all that, and why we're talking about latency and you know uh, simulating actions, go ahead and watch my little video on this or read the article that Liquid Apps put out. Uh, we could throw up a link to understand what's going on with that. One of the things that, that um, you, you touched in your technical video um, 
was one of the things that I'm most excited about, um, which is the entire concept of exception as a signal for changing how the flow or the sequence of the code is actually treated by the runtime um, to, to emulate a situation where in the code, it looks like you're fetching a uh, resource and you're getting it right back in the same line of code and you can just use it the next line later. Even though it's not really possible, right? It's, it's, if you look at code and if you, if you examine the code and, and you'll ask, okay, it can't ask for something and get it in the same transaction. So what's right. going on here? So this kind of magic this, that hides this, uh, this uh, synchronous uh, mechanism, um, which can sound trivial, trivial for, for programmers that come up, uh, uh, outside the, the, our, our industry. Um, this kind of mechanism, I, I think the potential um, is great for doing many other services with it, uh, like randomness service. That's that's something that you need just in time in the code to to get a random seed, or even uh, resources resources from the web from APIs. So imagine things like prediction markets, where you have oracles providing then results, and you don't need a different blockchain for that. Um, mm -hmm. So, so, so in a way, you can you can uh, EOS combined with the DAP layer is I think it's so generic at last that it it can make other uh, very specific blockchains uh, redundant. I uh, think that were um, that were started based on on a specific application and and. You don't really need them anymore because you can build the same thing on on a standard and an abstract uh, building blocks, which are working great. Not um, because they weren't good, but because that evolution. Uh, the, you had blockchain before. Now you have an app in a specific blockchain that is designed to do the same as the blockchain itself, uh, which makes sense at the end of the day. So you guys have been doing like a really good job at explaining VRAM right out the gate. You've been like with the blog articles that you've been putting out ba almost every week. Uh, one of the first ones you put out, you mentioned the randomness and the um, uh, oracles were there. Oh, the thing. oracles, the randomness providers. Yeah. So you had a graphic actually on one of the blog articles. And yeah. whenever I first read it, I didn't see the bottom line saying that it was a conceptual outline. So I thought all this stuff was available today. But it's not, but it, it, it will, I, I think. I think we have a big community of developers that are going to help you guys build this, and I, I think your core team's working on it as well. But what other services as you guys excited that we haven't covered yet? And I guess I'll, I'll backtrack, and I'll just tell you mine, and that's the free accounts. So how, are, how is the free accounts going to affect user adoption and you just put out a blog article recently about reaching virality and how free accounts yeah. is a huge part of that and that's true there's this huge point of friction asking someone to pay what at, at minimum one dollar but that's even too much we, we've seen uh the, like the freemium model how it took off in like the late 2000s people want to try things before they put any money in and the same is going to go for account creations 
I think any uh, price above zero is problematic in that, in that uh, sense because until you know what you're paying for, you might hesitate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm imagining a world when you download an app and you press the sign in and it instantly creates an account on the back uh, uh, and it's an EOS account. An account you can actually upgrade at any time to, to become a real EOS account with paying RAM for it. But until you do it, you can still use the app as if you have your own account. So I think there's a, a there's another aspect to to the accounts issue. For Facebook, uh, each user also costs money, right? You, you pay for resources for your users in, in any, any other app. Um, but here, the difference is do, that you ask your users to pay. Uh, you can't take the cost from them. So whether it's expensive or cheap, whether it's on RAM or in VRAM, um, you, you still need the, the, the ability to take the cost on yourself as a DAP developer. And I think that's even a bigger barrier than whatever it's going to cost. Even if it's going to cost a cent, a user is not going to open his wallet for an account. True. So it's very important to give DAP developers the ability to pay for their users. Um, even more important than having this payment cheap. Because when, when you build your business, you know that th- certain things, you, you don't try to be profitable for, from day one. Uh, so even if your unit economics doesn't work, you know that in the future, probably things are going to optimize and people are, are relying on the fact that, that it's going to get cheaper and cheaper. But the fact that they can't take the cost on, on themselves, I think it's a, it's a big barrier. And that's something that we definitely see the DAP layer um, providing um, many solutions um, in the form of, of whether it's virtual accounts or or and having this this uh, account data in Vera. I think both these things together um, can allow you to to actually start. Uh, thinking of bringing mass audience. So let's talk about, unless you have a quick follow-up, Zach, let's talk about Immortal no, you, you, for a little you gotta bit. Keep, you got you gotta, right. okay, a limited time frame here. We got to get through this. Okay, stuff, all right. So. so let's talk about, okay, so right now, let's say BetDice on EOS, right? BetDice is you know sort of decentralized. There's a contract on the back end, but something could happen that takes the domain down or like the front end down, right? It could be a, a rogue actor in the company. It could be the company itself. It could be some legal order. It could be some kind of other, you know, a hacker or whatever that takes the front end down. And the idea is that, well, someone else could bro- build another front end that interacts with the contract, right? But we all know that like, like if Facebook went down, and suddenly there was a like Facebook2.com that you had to start going to and you had to switch over to. It'd be a serious hit to the business, you know, despite even if the back end was still up. Right. True. And and so that would be that would be a big hit to I'm just taking bet dice as an example here. Um, yeah. But any any dap. But with this with the the prospect of hosting things in a decentralized way from start to finish, from back to front. Are we creating a breed of dApps that can't be shut down? 
that can't be hurt in that way where if there's a government or a hacker or a rogue actor or some some you know the company just decides to exit scam are are we creating dapps that can live on forever that are immortal that can't be taken down by a hacker a hacker or the company or or a government or or a rogue actor so that that's a, a great point and and i think that um there there is another aspect to it uh, having the front end uh, in a in a centralized place where it, it, it's, it not only can be taken down, but a hacker can can abuse it. A hacker can replace your front end, and it, it won't help you if your contract and your logic is is safe and, and decentralized and trustless. If the entry point to your application is something that someone can hijack and point you to something that doesn't even talk to, to the blockchain. Um, so I think it's, um, it's, it's definitely um, a, a huge uh, um, disruption in, in the way um, we, we can envision uh, web services. Um, I am I'm really excited about it. I think that the first, <laughs> I, I can't wait to have like the, the first immortal game. The first game that that you know that's going to live forever, and it doesn't matter uh, if the company uh, no no longer exists or if nobody wants to 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 pay so for the cost. Does it live on forever, as long as the DAP tokens remain staked, or or isn't if they're unstaked, wouldn't the uh, everything be lost it, from the developer? Right. Okay. I'm. I'm the way I see it is that eventually, um, because of Moore's law, the cost for providing the service is going to go down. So I'm, I, I'm assuming that um, if you stake enough, if you lock enough tokens, uh, there is a model where you can potentially, uh, just by breaking the key, and keeping this, the, the stake tokens, um, of course, there will need to be another layer of, of, of automatically choosing the DSPs and things that, that the community is already talking about. But, uh, but eventually, you can get to a point where the staking is enough. It's not like a, a cellular provider where um, you need like a to, to reserve a huge amount of money uh, in the bank to to guarantee the service. Potentially, there, there could be a service where if you lock uh, enough tokens, it could live forever, um, as long as the DAP layer and, and the blockchain lives. Now, so, can now if if there aren't enough tokens locked, let's say conditions change, the costs change, whatever, and so the, the developer has disappeared can the community step in and stake to it of course that that's oh. that's uh that's going to yep. be the, the beauty of it so the community that's that's uh i think that's how things can become truly decentralized if 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 the community starts um assuming the costs and not the the, the dub developers because someone has to pay for the usage, right? Someone has to right. pay for the RAM, even if it's, whether it's uh, $20,000 uh, per gigabyte or whether it's a uh, uh, cent per gigabyte, 
uh, like it is uh, in Amazon. It, it, it doesn't matter if... Uh, so sorry, I lost... For, for comparison, on the main net, we could stake CPU to other accounts. So we could assume that like this eternal game, if the DAP service providers, maybe they increase the bar of how many tokens are required to be staked for a certain amount of storage, the community that's playing this game, they could basically stake their tokens, their DAP tokens towards this, these DSPs, and then they might just forget about them and say, this game, I want it to live forever. I'm leaving. I don't even want these tokens anymore. They're just going to support this game forever. Is that yeah? And we've and we've seen like it's it's not totally it's not totally new in the sense that we've seen um, um, fans of 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 classic games take games yeah. and try to rebuild them and try to revive them as a community as a whole. Um, uh, one of the Star Wars game just was re rebuilt completely by the fans because the, the original company just shut down the game and, and there was such a demand that the community just rebuilt the entire thing. Mm -hmm. So so hopefully that won't have to be such an effort anymore. All right. I have a question that I've been itching to ask this whole time. Benny, you teased it in the uh, Liquid Apps channel. Liquid CMS. What are you guys allowed to talk about with that and how does that integrate with the the dap layer here yeah guys don't google it you'll find nothing <laughs> um uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, try to skip this one but i'm gonna tell you something else i'll take it i'll take whatever you can give me in the I, I, Zoom code, uh, Tal hinted it actually this morning, but uh, in the code uh, uh, of Zeus, there are quite uh, a few intriguing gifts that people may uh, uh, look and uh, see over there. Uh, some of them, as Tal will say, may be related to the CMS. Right, Tal? Plain sight. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. The US community seems to be uh, on a little kick for treasure hunts anyway, so I, I like this. I like that answer. I, I would put it a bit differently. Um, we're not going to um, release things by surprise. Um, and we're not going to hide things. Um, the process that we're trying to do is a process that's highly engaged with the with the developers community and and really trying to focus on the on the needs, um, and that's why whenever we progress and we and we have something new, whether it's a blueprint or the data structures or or beginning of a service. Um, we, we don't wait. We release it and we want to hear the feedback. So you're developing every single iteration of a new feature is public and open to community contributors and you actually encourage community contributors. Is that kind of my, that's how I interpreted that. That's true. Right, right. That, that's exactly right. Um, and and the reason we, we're, we're doing it is because we want the... The, our solutions to, to fit the needs uh, with as few iterations as possible. You get rapid uh, feedback too whenever people are uh, right. supporting the, the open source code there. 
I, I we, we don't claim we know everything or our everything should look like. Um, um, and we're not naive and, and we think it's a uh, um, magic is, is a gradual process behind the scene. Uh, uh, no, no one, uh, there's no product owner um, that, that knows exactly how things should be in the first iteration. Whenever you see a very, very good product, it's usually giving this kind of, 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 uh, of perception. But that, that exactly means that the product work and the process was, was good. Not because there was uh, a product, uh, a Steve Jobs kind of a product genius that just knows what to do. It's always a gradual and, and tedious process. And the end result may look like magic. So it's, so it's, it's kind of a, um, misleading. Collective genius uh, is what it is. Yeah, right. is nice, <laughs> nice decentralized genius. Um, I can I can add to that. In the last week or so, I had a lot of uh, calls with uh, uh, various developers um, in uh, different areas, and uh, they were talking about utilizing different parts of the DAP network, asking if some some things are possible, uh, and I'm. I'll try to throw a few ideas uh, uh, that I know that are okay to discuss, uh, not breaking any NDAs. We, we, could, we could talk forward thinking. So if I asked you a question of what do you envision being possible in the DAP network five years from today, like wh wh where do you see this going? If, if the community wants to cool. develop it with the, some of the support of your core team, but mostly uh, it's, it's a collaborative effort though. So it's everybody. What do we see in five yeah. years? Um, Maybe less. Hopefully less. Five years is a long time in crypto space. Five years. Is <laughs> one, can we do yeah. one year, two but, years? Let's, let, let's, what are, let's what's try. The dream let's try to envision. Here? Let's try to envision like the the next uh, uh, few months or uh, yeah, up to a year, as you said. Uh, uh, branches of oracles popping out in many different fields, uh, allowing for uh, uh, data coming off of the uh, actual uh, World Wide Web into the blockchain uh, and onto uh, uh, different uh, pricing mechanisms. Uh, uh, randomness is, is achieved, uh, uh, a way to hide your data even though it's on blockchain for a certain period of time uh, for various games or other features that uh, uh, we can't even imagine yet. Um, KYC process on-chain by coming from a, a, a DSP, a payment solution from a DSP. History nodes is no longer, longer an issue. Uh, 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 um, memory is being solved. CPU is being solved. Uh, Guardians, Guardian service. Uh, Guardian service. What, what's um, Guardian service? I'm maybe a little behind here. Um, for, for example, a service that can can protect your key, that can can have uh, a part of your multi-sig key, uh, where if you need to recover your your key, you can identify with him, and and you basically uh, use this service just as any other service in in the DAP in the in the DAP uh, network. Um, but for the most for a more applicative uh, thing. The most interesting for me about that network is uh, the fact that in a free market ecosystem, 
you can build any service you would like as a DSP and as a developer as well, on the other hand, to be able to request a specific service. And uh, with a plug and play effort, after obviously uh, 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 writing the code that allows it, you can connect it to the network itself. And this will encourage more developers and vice versa. It's like, it's an endless effort but it's an endless scale as well. If I imagine the ideal future, uh, I don't know if we're, if we'll get there, but that would be the, the ideal uh, future in, from my perspective, is that we reach, to a po- reach a point where it's not only seamless and interoper- interoperable um, in terms of different chains and, and resources, but even code compatible with classic software, with the, like the actual ability to take um, source code that wasn't meant to run on the chain and without modifying it, running on the chain. Like taking a classic web application and with minimum work, <laughs> making it work on the chain. I think Peter has something to say about this. I'm s- <laughs> I'm sorry no, to interrupt you. No, I saw just, I, I messed that up by interrupting you. But Pete's eyes lit up. My sure. eyes lit up. That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's the vision. Getting getting to a place where software uh, development is is um, compatible, off chain and and on chain is seamless and compatible and there's no real effort and, and barrier like absolutely no effort and barrier yeah. between yeah. switching between one to the other um, i think uh, the technology and, and the ecosystem can can get there uh, i hope um, but i definitely think it's it should go there this in this direction and the collaborative effort will allow it to go there. Pete, you got anything wow. to say? Pete, why I don't know. I don't even know something? what to say to that. No, I'm still reeling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's you know, so many questions, but we don't we don't have time for them. That's we, number uh, three. Guess, that's uh, guess, part three. Yeah, right. I, I, I can tell yeah, you this is a three parter. How, how we're going to do it as a community. All right. No, no, gradually gradually. <laughs> Very gradually. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we've actually, I don't know how, what episode this will be whenever we get to this end here. We've been on this call for, I think, almost three hours. You guys broke the scatter record. This is going to be a three, (laughs) this is probably the last episode of, I don't know if it's a three or a four part series, but I really, really appreciate everyone's time here. If anyone has anything else they want to talk about, now is the time to get it in. If you want to ask the community to, to maybe build something that you guys aren't building that you want them to, or you just want to plug something, now is that time. Definitely. We're, we're looking to expand the team now, uh, and we want to build the team, continue having uh, the team with very, very high caliber and, and uh, the, the best people we can, we can get, basically. Um, so we're looking to expand. If you're, um, if you think you're up to the challenge, then uh, feel free to send us uh, send us your details. And I would add that 
if you are a dev developer, uh, do not hesitate to contact us through the uh, group Telegram or in private messages. We'll be happy to assist uh, uh, if need be. And uh, let's see the system scale together.